All spiritual growth is purely to consciously realize that we are all one and live every day in that positive mindset. The purpose of our lives is to complete an esoteric spiritual awakening and transformation where we are all consciously aware that we are one. The more we know about our higher selves intertwined with the universe and God as the essence of creation, the more meaningful it is to feel whole because we are one in the same. Everyone has energy within and the power transforms that energy into different vibrations and dimensions. Join Charlie May in the connection to self, your spirit guides and spirit angels. Ascend to higher frequencies, vibrations and other dimensions with the Spirit Guider. Welcome to the Spirit Guider. I'm your host, Charlie May. What's up, Lauren Crumb? Hi, how are you? So this is a subject you and I haven't talked about before, and I think a lot of people know. You are a certified birth doula. Yes, I am a trained birth doula. And I am a certified and trained death doula. We got the birth and death. We got the birth and death. And there's specific reasons why our roles are what they are. So tell me about your role as a birth doula. As a birth doula, I am there with my clients usually from about uh, six months, if not earlier, until after they deliver. And so my role is to just help provide education, bring them up to speed on what goes on during labor and delivery, what they can expect to create a birth plan around how they want to navigate it, and then teach them how to advocate for themselves. Because with our current medical system, a lot of things are done not necessarily because they work, but that's just because it's how it's always been. So I educate my clients on the choices that they have and the side effects and pros and cons on all the different options. Then I'm also there to help advocate with them if they need help doing that, but then to help manipulate their bodies during labor to really just open their pelvis up to bring the baby down a lot easier than what normally happens. And then I'm there to provide support after the delivery as far as lactation, just there for whatever they need and just making sure that both baby and mom are are doing well. How long are you usually with the mom during labor? Does it vary? It does vary. So labor lengths vary depending on the number of baby it is. So first babies tend to be a lot longer than second babies. So anywhere from 12 to I think the longest I've been there is 26 hours in labor so far. And labor does not mean pushing. So labor means from the time that they're heading into the hospital and having contractions that they need support working through till the time they deliver. So it's like from start to finish on that time frame. I do birth doula stuff through guided connections. So I actually have a number of private clients that are solely mine. And then I also am employed by um, a local hospital here where I'm able to assist on births. So they have people that sign up to use a doula program and then I'm assigned and then I work with them. It's a little bit different. It's not as intensive as what my program is that people sign up for. What's the difference? I can't go to their home prior to Whereas with my personal clients, I can. My personal clients get two prenatal meetings, whereas with the hospital, it was one. I think it's two now. I think the funding increased to have two. Those are done virtually. So with my private clients, I go to their home. I'm like helping them set up. I'm, we're working through a lot of stuff. And then um, the postpartum too is done virtually with the hospital. And then with my clients, it's done in the home. We are fulfilled in different ways. Mm-hmm. 
What fulfills you about being a birth doula? It's such a vulnerable time. The emotions that they're going through while bringing a baby into this world, also vulnerable with you know their bodies, and then vulnerable to the fact where they're letting me into that sacred space with them, you know, meeting that baby for the first time with them. So I'm right there at a moment that is so, so sacred and special for these individuals. And to be able to hold space and make her journey as easy as it can be. Um, I mean, labor is hard, but to be able to be a support and know what she needs when she needs it and to help guide and navigate is incredible because I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some husbands that are great at holding space, but they have never delivered a baby before. No, no, no. <laughs> And that's, exactly. that's what gets me when I reach out to some people and I'm like, hey, have you thought about it? And they're like, oh no, my husband's going to be there. And I just wish people knew what a difference it makes having a doula. And it's just not talked about because when I'm there holding space and like helping work them into positions that's progressing their labor, which is decreasing their odds of having a cesarean, that's letting them take a pause when they want to make medical decisions. They don't feel like they're rushed. They know what their options are. They're never alone. When I'm there doing that, then the husband can show up in the capacity that he's capable of showing up. So he can hold the space and hold her hand or do whatever is calming for her without trying to overcompensate and be worried about taking her out of the pain. Because that's what I what I have seen happen is they want to take that pain away. When I am working with that pain to progress, to bring this baby earthside. So while I'm focused on doing that and holding space, the husband is then able to show up how he wants to show up. And it just takes the pressure off of everybody. And that's the same with being a death doula. During those, those hard times and the sad times, I hold space for the family. Mm-hmm. These are very emotional times for a family. Yeah. And I'm nationally licensed as a sports therapist and massage therapist. So I'm not only licensed in that area, I'm licensed as a death doula. I'm more concerned about helping them take their journey to the next next life. I think that they're both equally as important. I'm bringing in lives and you're helping transition them out. Like it's, they're huge. And there's a lot of grief that comes yes. with what you're doing. And my mine, there's, it's a lot of joy. Exactly. But it's a lot of, a lot of joy, a lot of excitement, a lot of fear though too, and a lot of unknown going through labor. But and on the other going side of that, death. yeah, and on the other side of that though, they know they get a baby and in death, exactly. if they knew what was on the other side, I think people would be like happy to die. Yeah, no but, doubt. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, that's unknown. And we talked about this today. I do not want to be alone when I die. I think that would be the scariest thing to go through that process of being alone when you die. You want to be comforted. I want to be touched the entire time as I'm going through that transformation. Mm -hmm. Being held, being touched, having someone there would make me so comfortable in it and at ease. I can't even Mm -hmm. explain it. Being loved. Being loved. And you just take the pressure off the family, just like you do in the birth off the husband, and you hold that space for that person. Mm -hmm. Again, it's very sacred. It's powerful. Powerful. It's my body just lit up. I mean, when you get to that moment, I mean, what's it like for you when that moment where they're transitioning? Like you can feel it's such an energy that shifts when it happens. Like when that birth happens and that baby comes into this world, it's like in that moment, that woman became a mother. She became a new version of herself that she didn't even know. And then you've got this new life, this new soul. And then you've got the husband, the father, who is the partner who is now changed as well. But you've got a, it's just incredible. The whole thing. It's a whole different process than, than 
what I experienced. Mm-hmm. Mine comes with complete sadness and loss, mm-hmm. devastation. But it's because of how we perceive death. Yeah, It's all about perception. Yeah. It, like we talked about earlier, energy doesn't die. It no. just shifts on to its infinite. It's, Transforms yeah. into something else. Yeah. And so I, I don't mean, think I people look, realize that. Well, I look at it too now as the babies that I'm delivering now, I think it's a whole different set of souls that are coming here now. I truly think it's the people that are coming in and incarnating. And we've talked about this now. Those mm-hmm. are the ones that are going to help change things that are not going to have to go through this awakening process later in life. Like they're coming in, con- the consciousness that's coming in with some of these souls is at least now from what I've been experiencing. I don't think that this has been, who knows? I don't I don't know. I can't even speak on how long it's been happening. But I feel energetically that there is something special about these babies that are being born right now. It's like the consciousness is going to be incredible to where they're going to see things how we see things and then real change can start to happen in this world and we can get back to living in love. So since we're talking about birth and death, what do you think happens when we die? I think that's a question you need to ask me after ayahuasca. Um, But I don't think that our energy ever dies. I think that I don't know if I necessarily, I don't believe in there's a heaven. I think that it is just, we go back to the universe and then we reincarnate wherever the next thing is for us, whatever we choose to do next. And I think that it's just cycle after cycle. And the closer you get to your path and your purpose, the more in alignment you are. I think the closer you get to maybe fulfilling that, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I can't really answer that. I am a true believer of the universe and science. And that's why I asked you to hire a physicist to come to my funeral and explain the laws of energy and how it never dies. It can't be destroyed. It, it can never go anywhere. It just changes changes its form and, and value and substance and goes somewhere else. So I'm very universal and very into this metaphysical lifestyle of death and energy. So I thought we agreed. We I do was, agree. That I was going to come and you're just going to give the spiel. To the you're going to be you're going to be my <laughs> physicist. Explain the energy concept, I, please. I will. Please explain it. I'll have it all. I'll have the, your camera set up. I'll have everything. It'll be great. Yeah, bring the cameras because you know I'll watch the spirits roll around. And I think that's the different concept and and we talked about that in religion. Religion and politics is all human made. This is all man made, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's nothing but brainwashing to a point where it divides us instead of bring us together as this oneness. Any advice for women who are looking for a birth doula? I think even going into and I have a lot of views on infertility and and getting pregnant and, and and just the way we do things right now, I don't really agree with, but I would just invite women to have an open mind and ask yourself, what do you really want? And instead of fearing birth or fearing the pain that comes with labor to, to shift your perspective of this is a process that we've been doing for years and years and years. And we don't treat our workouts like we're fearful of them, which they're hard and painful training for a marathon, doing different things. So why do we treat birth and labor any differently? And to maybe evaluate the resources that you have available and to get information on both sides of the coin. Like don't just trust everything your physician says. There are hundreds of resources out there that show a lot of different sides to things. And I think that at the end of the day, you should have access to all that information and then make the best decision for you and your family. And I think that having a doula, again, I'm not pushing my clients to do this, that, or the other. I'm simply holding space and providing education for them to make their own decisions and then holding space and making sure that that is the experience that they're getting. And each experience has to be personalized. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because it's different. Yeah, I have no some doubt. clients that want to go completely natural. I have other clients that want to go medicated. I mean, and, and I'm fine with all of it. My role is to just hold space and help yes. where I can. Does having a birthing doula take away from the experience between the mother and the father? Is there any interference of that experience between the two? From my experience, I think it it makes it more intimate because it allows the partner to show up how they can show up. And then I'm able to show them different things that help. I've seen situations where the husband is trying to do like what I'm trying to do, what I was doing. You know, I left the room and he was like, I tried to do what you did. And she told me to get the hell off of her. (laughs) Yeah. And so it kind of bridges that gap for them to just stay in their lane. And then when they feel comfortable, their partner feels comfortable and everybody's on the same page. We all want to have a healthy, safe delivery. Mom and baby are good. Everyone's good. That's the goal. It's like having a team. No doubt. And with the death doula, it takes the pressure off the family. They're dealing with so much already. They don't need extra stress of doing things on their own. Exactly. I'm doing it for them. It's like a family. Yeah. It's You're a providing unit. resources. You're answering questions. You are providing comfort, stability. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a death coach and a birth coach. It's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why anyone wouldn't have both. Would you ever? Okay. I'm just going to ask you. Yeah, I would. You would have a death doula. Yeah, absolutely. If anything ever happens, I'm going to come over there and I'm going to be your death doula. Okay. I don't know if you'd want me to do that for you. Be a death doula? Yeah. Why not? Because you, you'd probably be trying to birth me or no. what are you thinking? I feel like I could do it. What do you I think? I could come be your death doula if, if something happened. Why do you have that? Because I've never why? done it before. I think just because it's new. Interesting. You can be a birth doula. Why don't you think you would be able to do that for someone going through death? I feel like I could do it for you. I don't feel like I can do it for everybody. Because because that's just a lot of grief. Oh, it's too to, to hold and it's just like that's not my that's not where I shine. I love the elder. If it's one thing I love in life, I love animals and I love the elder. I love them. I cherish them. They're like little babies to yeah, me. Yeah, and see, I love babies in that manner. No, I don't. <laughs> but then, I think, not that I don't love the elderly dead. people, but it's I don't relate to them like you do. Like you have this softness about you with the elderly, oh, I love and that. I have this softness about me with the babies. That it's like we both just have our own wheelhouses. I could live in a nursing home <laughs> and get that place rocking. Yeah, no doubt. I love. The elder. You want to know why I love the elder? And you're going to understand this. They're a lot like young children, babies. They're, it's an innocence. Mm-hmm. It is an innocence. Because when you get older. Because they're like cycling back to that. Yes, they're cycling back. And they're just looking for someone to pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. Society forgets about the the elder. They and do. it makes me cry. It, I mean, it is really sad. Again, we're one of the only countries that do that. Other countries other cultures that grandparents they come and live with the parent they are a part of the family mm-hmm. it's very much they're not shut off to nursing homes or oh yeah get off get out living like yeah. they're it's such a sacred thing when i see someone older man they're just trying to make it i want to help them as much as possible i mean you're doing a huge service for so, these people so are you Glad we can and hear how it ends you you don't want to be a death doula and i don't want to be a birthing doula <laughs> that's perfect what advice would you give mothers who are looking for a birthing doula like yourself? I would say that I'm not the right doula for everyone. Um, And I think that you need to vet your doulas. So the personalities have to match. Like you have to feel comfortable. You have to feel like you have a voice with your doula, that it's a conversation, that they're supportive of you. And 
my advice would be I talk to a few people before you hire one because my personality doesn't fit with everyone's. Um, and the same goes for a lot of other doulas. Uh, you just got to find your right fit. That's true. And it's the same with the death doula. You have to find that person that fits your family, fits your personality, your lifestyle, and fits your energy. Absolutely. It has to all correspond together and match. Has to. Has to. Yep. You got to get the right one. Yep. How would someone contact you to be a birth and doula? So you can find me at www.theguidedconnections.com and then I'm at Guided Connections on Instagram. How long is the birthing process that you take your clients through, the mother? So I usually, at the end of the first trimester is usually when women reach out to me and then it's an ongoing conversation. So we have two prenatals before they give birth, but they have access to ask me questions at any time. I have a bunch of resources I'm sending to them. So we're constantly in contact up until the point where they're calling me to head in for their delivery oh, or wonderful. head to their home or what whatnot. And then after that, I'm there up until after they have the baby and make sure I get a good latch. And I check in with them and do a postpartum and then I continue to check in. So it's not... How, how long after do you continue to check in after post-delivery? A lot of my clients that still send me pictures and updates and I'll ask how things are going. So if, you know, you create such a relationship with these women. It's and a bond. Yeah. It's almost like I become part of the family in a, in a weird way. It's like, you know, once you go through that with someone, it's a bond that like, it's like yeah. when we talked about it is, it's going a bond. through. Yeah. It's a bond. So. Sisterhood. Yeah. I love to see all the updates. I love to keep in contact. So and I know your love for children, and I know that this is a passion for you. They do love it. So there's no question that you are doing the right thing. Yeah, I really, I found a piece of my calling. Exactly. It's one of the pieces for sure. So ladies, if you're out there and pregnant, she is fantastic. She has a passion and a love for not just one child. She has a passion and love for all children. It's, and for the women that are birthing these children. Like exactly. it's an amazing journey. Yeah, so much respect for the process. Anyone looking for help with bringing their baby Earthside. Oh, I love that. Just thank you. And um, I wish you all safe and healthy deliveries. This is the Spirit Guider with Charlie May.